This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Every two years, the Diversity Council of Australia publishes the Inclusion at Work Index, a study that maps inclusion, harassment and discrimination across the Australian workforce. The next index is being released in December this year. But what is workplace discrimination exactly? Unlawful workplace discrimination occurs when an employer takes adverse action against a person because of certain attributes of the person, such as race, age, sexual orientation, pregnancy or religion. It can include full-time, part-time and casual employees, probationary employees, apprentices and trainees, and individuals employed for fixed periods of time. Patrick Turner is a Brisbane-based senior associate specialised in employment and industrial law at Morris Blackburn Lawyers. He says adverse action is a legal term and can refer to actions such as sacking someone, injuring them in their employment and altering their position to their prejudice, which are unlawful if taken for particular reasons. For example, reducing someone's pay, demoting someone, issuing them with a warning... All those sorts of things might be injuring someone in their employment or altering their position to their prejudice. It also includes discriminating between employees. Adverse action can also include threatening to take adverse action. Megan Papa, a senior lawyer at Anderson Gray Lawyers based in Sydney, says there are federal, state and territory laws in Australia to protect people from discrimination and harassment. Unlawful discrimination in the workplace is when a person treats an employee less favourably than other employees because they have a particular characteristic such as sex, race, disability or age. Ms Papa says each person's circumstances needs to be looked at on a case-by-case basis to determine if the discrimination is lawful or unlawful. An example of a discrimination where a person requires an employee to comply with a requirement or condition that they're unable to comply with because of their race, age, sex or disability and that requirement or condition has or is likely to have an effect of disadvantaging that employee would be somebody who has dependent children so they may need to pick their children up from school or from daycare and so what they need to do is they need to have some reasonable adjustments that are made in order to allow that person to be able to go and pick their children up from daycare or from school. Ms Papa gives an example where employers could be discriminating. A condition or a requirement that an employer could impose upon an employee is that they may require that employee to work all of their hours. So rather than finishing at 2.30 so they can pick their children up at 3 o'clock, they may require them to work until 5 or they may require them to work overtime hours. But employees need to ensure that they inform their employers about their circumstances to ensure that employers are aware so that appropriate adjustments can be made when necessary. According to the Diversity Council's last report in 2019, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders experienced the highest rates of workplace discrimination. Workers in different industries, too, have varying experiences. Employees in the finance and service industries reported greater diversity and inclusion, whereas workers in the manufacturing industry reported the lowest levels of support. Under the Fair Work Act, if the employer doesn't discriminate against an employee because of their particular attribute, then it won't necessarily be considered adverse action. Performance management, for example, is a different issue, 
according to Lisa Anise, Chief Executive Officer at Diversity Council Australia. It is not discrimination to performance manage an individual with unsatisfactory performance. There should be no concerns for an employer providing they're not performance managing someone simply because they are diverse and their inability to do their job effectively because of their diversity. Ms Turner says often discrimination is subtle, but there are instances that won't constitute discrimination. If you turned up at work drunk and your employer had a policy saying you need to be sober when you're at work and you were issued with a warning, then provided that you were being treated consistently with other employees, then just because you might be from a different racial background or might have a disability, then that probably won't be unlawful discrimination, unless you can produce some evidence to suggest that you're being treated differently than other people in those circumstances. But what to do if you think you've been discriminated against? Ms Papper says it's important to first raise your concerns directly with the employer, and if that doesn't work, seek professional advice. Most employers have complaints or grievance processes in place, so they should definitely report the issue at first instance to their employer to try and get the matters resolved. If the issue isn't able to be resolved in the workplace, then I'd probably recommend for people to get advice either from an employment lawyer or anti-discrimination lawyer, or alternatively, if they're a union member, they can speak to their union and obtain advice in relation to that. Ms Turner says it's important for people to be aware of the strong laws in Australia that prohibit discrimination. He highlights some of the different outcomes that might arise from a claim for discrimination. In some cases, you might be reinstated, so put back in the job that you're performing. You might receive compensation. That can be compensation for economic loss, for example, loss of income, if you've lost your job and can't be put back. You might also receive compensation for any injury you've suffered and hurt, distress and humiliation, so how it's made you feel. There are other things that courts and tribunals can order. In some cases, they might impose a fine against the employer. They might also order that apologies occur or that an employer introduce training into the workplace to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Lisa Anise from the Diversity Council says a workplace is inclusive when it is respectful and when it creates human connection between people. Inclusion is about making the mix of people work effectively. And so creating an inclusive environment for diverse people is an active thing that organisations have to do. We know that diversity and inclusion leads to improved innovation, more creative problem solving, that it can lead to higher performance and productivity and that it can reduce risk. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.